If you're like us and enjoy a glass of wine, nakedwines.com should be your next online stop. You don't have to get naked, but you can get six bottles of wine, red, white, or a mix for only $34.99 plus free shipping. That's a savings of $90. Or you could get naked. Either way, <laughs> go to our website, gameofbookspodcast.com for a coupon code. It's that easy. No commitments, no membership fees, just wine shipped to you direct from independent winemakers with a 100% refund guarantee. Go to gameofbookspodcast.com for the coupon code. Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy, where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between. I'm Christy in South Florida. And I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Corks and Conversation episodes. And don't forget our Words in Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode. You know, it's so interesting, Christy, to say that because um, we had talked earlier today. I did not, we, neither of us got to come before Thursday. Um, and so we, there's there's a lot of things that are happening prior to um, Fest. Right. There's Craft Fest. Right. And I'm so bummed I missed that because yeah. I love writing classes. Yeah. Like I could just eat that up. Yes. And I really wish my novel was ready to pitch. And yeah. it's not even close. I had, I had told myself it would be, but so, and I learned my lesson last time. I pitched a novel in 2018, and I thought it was good until <laughs> I came here. And, and I took, it, yeah. but no, I did the classes, and I was like, "Oh, this is crap! I have to start over." And I, right. it's awesome. I love it. Brad Parks even said that. He's like, "That novel is crap, and it's in a drawer." Well, that's my first novel. It's crap yeah. in a drawer, and I'm just gonna let it be. But being here, it just reminds you the value of this in-person learning. Yeah, because you and I both have done a ton of stuff online we talked right. to lena taylor yeah did this great series during the pandemic online and god i mean that's that was, so that great. was yeah that was great it was but great. It is great to be in person in person it really is fantastic yeah. and um i'm a note taker during classes you're more of an absorber i think you can just sit well and take yeah it. well because these were not really classes they're panels no they're so, panels so it's like, so it's like yeah, yeah like yeah. I, I i was like no really think I need to because yeah. it's more like you're you're trying to get you know yeah and, and yeah. I did start on the last panel I w there were Pacing. some things that I was like oh I, I should write that down but I took all the me. notes but, I, but I'm <laughs> taking notes interestingly and and I ordinarily you. I do take a lot of notes at, yeah uh, at classes well I think the well. craft fest I actually might buy the audio for craft fest so mm -hmm. they sell audio tapes of everything and I might okay. do the craft fest just because I really like that but while I was listening to panels today, I was taking a lot of notes, but it was about my work in progress mm -hmm. because they'd say something about pacing or setting. And I think, oh, crap, my main character or my, you know, antagonist or whatever needs to be doing this or this. Or this. Right. And so I just think no matter what phase you're in, going to a writing conference will just help you refine whatever phase you're in. If right. you're creating a new, you know, um, premise or your beginning draft or your, I just think it's so helpful. Yeah, I yeah. do too. And yeah. I, and that, and I, and I do love it when I hear something and, and it's also not always 
oh, I need to change something. It's like, oh my gosh, I did this right. Yeah, I'm on track. And I love I'm on that track. too. Because yeah, I, too. That's, that's that encouragement that you need yes. because it's such a solitary thing. Right? So I was going to ask you this. Um, when we sat during the, um, the Red Parks panel, and what, that moderator is going to be on our podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so panel, yes. and it was actually called Conflict, Pivotal Moments, or Intriguing Characters, which is a lot. It's called Buck Hooking the Reader. Okay. I thought that panel should have been divided into like three right. different because they were talking about conflict, conflict. Um, character, and pivotal moments. I, each of those could have been their own. Right. But what was interesting of the four panelists, the two gentlemen, mm-hmm. Ray Parks and Matt Brawley or Burley, he's an English writer, which I cannot wait to read his stuff. Mm-hmm. They were literally on one side of the desk, and the two women on the panel were on the other side of the desk. And the two men are pantsers, and the two women were plotters. That was funny. They almost got into a fight, right? They did. But it reminded me of us because you and I approach writing very, very right. differently. Right. I'm very much the plotter world, and you're very much the pantser world. Right. And I. So, what did you take away from that? Did you? Well, I totally agreed when Brad was saying when you write it down. I would say towards the end, I have to be more of a plotter just because that's when everything comes together. So you yeah. have to make you sure that back. you get yeah. everything together. So I would make a little bit like, like just we're talking a sticky note and thing, but then I knew, okay, this scene, I've got to make this happen. Yeah. So it does make it go very, very much faster that way. But I like the idea of just being able to go wherever, but I could see the point of you, the plotter, because you still leave yeah. stuff open, but some people don't. You know, there are people like um, Jeffrey Deaver who spends he five writes, months. He writes doing an outline an, that is an outline like 60,000 yeah, words. Yeah. Well, no, he's, he said, oh, 60,000. Yeah. yeah. I, thought, I thought you were saying 600,000. I was like, no, no, that's no, no. Really I mean, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he basically just goes in and fills in you know yeah. the stuff in that in so that part is quick for him yeah but i i couldn't do that because i things come up and i yeah. all of a sudden go oh that would be a better way to do this yeah so here's my theory about this and i just done on me today so so the so the plotters tend to say i've done all the investigation while i'm outlining and plotting mm-hmm. and the pantsers say i have to let it happen organically i think they're actually the same things yes I think they're totally the same thing. Yes. As a plotter, and I'm working on my new my new concept, my new novel now. Right. I will literally You're doing all the same right stuff, in miniature, but you're doing it right, before. Right in miniature all of the, the whole story mm-hmm. before I then outline it. Right. So I'm experiencing all those cool ideas and cool things that pantsers think, oh my god, plotting would kill me. And I think it's so funny because I think it's the same thing. It's just different at different stages. Yeah, but it, but it does. But it's it is different mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. when you're doing the the second part after you're done, yeah, yeah. that you you like to do. Whereas do. the second part to me sounds more like the drafting stage. Yeah, and I'm like I like the the creating part. Oh, so so I'm interesting. Gonna, so I'll extend that. Yeah. and do that in the slower yeah. pace and then then the drafting so you mentioned jeffrey deaver yes his method it like makes my heart sink <laughs> like 
I'm so in anal. principle when I heard it, I was like, wow, that's wonderful. Oh, but if I had, I was like, it's never gonna happen. Sing. Yeah. And he has like a hundred and twenty page outline. Yeah. Like I, I, I could not even imagine. Like, I mean, I to me, that's Jeopardy like what a waste of time. The sexiest beast ever. When I do that, like I'm literally like you are literally the most attractive human. Well, you know I love him, but uh, <laughs> don't like that method. No way. But Lisa Unger is mm-hmm. my favorite pantser. Yes. We've had her on the podcast, and she's here. She's the um, I think she's like the she and um, Greg Hurwitz are the two heads of ITW, which is International Thriller Writers Organization. Oh, the yeah. Yeah, whatever the, whatever the titles are. And she is really a pantser, like a really a yeah. pantser. And I remember her describing to us, you know, she has a really beautiful take on creativity. We'll link the um, interview with her mm-hmm. on our podcast. She has a really beautiful take on creativity. And um, it, it actually kind of changed how I think about creativity when we talked to her. but she really gets like a germ of an idea and just starts exploring yeah i am just too anal like that's so sad i wish i could go i'm just an explorer for a hundred thousand words i don't i'm not willing to do that and i just thought that i think that's really beautiful yeah so i think what's great is we can admire the other side yes i was just gonna say because in the in the world of writers there's like there's there's all kinds of in between but yeah right but i just think I wish I had that skill set, but I do not. I am yeah. never going to be a pantser because I'm just too, right? And I need that, and um, I wish I wasn't. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not, I'm not and I wish it. I was more outlinerish. Yeah, you know, but yeah. I'm just not. No. Yeah, it seems like an extra added step that I don't want to have. To Cheers do. to opposite sides. Cheers. See, this yeah. is how the country can heal itself. Yes. Heal, I'm just saying, heal thyself. Heal thyself. Pantsers and plotters can be together. <laughs> anyway, well, and both wear jean jackets yes. and jeans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so this this is fun. It's so, so fun. Um, you know, and we still got another day. I so. know we do, and, and we have another thing to go to. So we're probably going to wrap this up soon. But. Yes, but then also next month, sleuth fest. Sleuth fest. And then two months after that. I will stop singing now because I love to sing, but no one ever wants to hear it. That is that is another trait that we share. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. So one of the, I'll just add this, I'm sure kind of will, will cut out immediately because no. it's mortifying. I love to sing while I run. Oh, interesting. But because I'm running, I can only sing a phrase or two. Yeah. Well, and I, like, are you singing like, um, no, no, like a band? Like, yeah, I'm singing like, like lyrics to the music I'm listening to. Oh, okay. And um, I'm like, you know, I know some people like will we'll do pacing runs, like, no, no, no. I was born an airborne ranger. Oh, fuck, no. Uh, sorry. Uh, no, Christ, no. Um, oh, that was better. Um, no, bleep, I, bleep. <laughs> I, I like to sing. I, I really love my playlist. Okay. I have a thousand playlists on my phone. As a matter of fact, my family just said, have you made a playlist for Washington yet? And I was oh like, my gosh. yeah, like it's a big thing. I swear to God, like, I how do made you a... have enough minutes in the day? Like, I made seriously. it in the bathtub Wednesday or Tuesday night and then my earbud fell into the tub because my oh. kids, yeah, so it didn't go up. Yeah. Oh, Running. so yeah, so I'll, I'll be on the treadmill uh-huh. and my husband <laughs> hear me sing a phrase and then not for like three minutes and then another like my favorite like my favorite yeah. and I, i'll dance a little bit yeah but i do it outside too when i run outside now i had that we're outside for many years but i'm getting back at it i'm yes. getting back at it i hear i heard you and it's getting um, warm enough now 
Yes. I mean, so, I don't know how you run in the cold. I know you do, but I used to. I um, there's a limit for me. It was like 15 degrees. Like 15. On a side note, yeah. This morning it was 61, <laughs> 62 degrees. It was beautiful and warm. I thought it was warm, and it was chilly because <laughs> it was cold. I got back and I'm like, gosh, you know what? I didn't even sweat, so I can wear this same shirt tomorrow because it's my only long sleeve shirt that I brought or whatever. You know, so. this is this is the Florida South Coast thing, which I love. <laughs> like it's so funny. Um, yeah. So anyway, okay. but I I love to sing while I run. Well, it's not cute. It's bad, in fact. No, it isn't. Oh, no, it's bad. <laughs> we need a playlist for our podcast. Yes, we do. That's what we need. Get on it, girl. All right. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. Subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five-star rating or review. You can also subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and listen. On GameOfBooksPodcast.com, you can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode. And you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways. We also post our stories and links on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Hope to see you there. I can guarantee you that we had fun today. And we hope you did too. Cheers. Are you a self-published author needing more sales? Let's talk about momentum advertising for authors. If you'd rather be writing your next book instead of taking marketing classes. Or roping your cousin's girlfriend into handling your social media ads. Get Community Authors' latest service. They do all the work to get your book noticed. Find out more on their weekly information sessions that are free if you go to their website, communityauthors.com. I'm telling you, this exclusive program is a great opportunity. Their clients are really partners at Momentum Advertising for Authors, so be sure to tell them that Christy and Kathy from GOB sent you.